I have got one of the coolest interviews for you today with the founder of a really, really cool emerging brand. You're not going to want to miss this one. This is the Franchise Pitfalls and Profit Show. Each week, we bring you the challenges and triumphs of being in the franchise development and consulting business. The things you need to make money faster. And now your host, one of the most successful franchise developers in North America, Don Shin. Hey, everybody, I'm welcoming Bennett Maxwell. We've got the uh, real estate investor, uh, solar industry business owner, and then he decided to get into this crazy thing called retail food uh, with his emerging brand that he started with uh, with Dirty Dough. So uh, so welcome, Bennett. Thanks for being on the show with me. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to be here. Thank you, Don. So, uh, you know, you guys have had just crazy rocket ship growth. So I don't know if you want to add anything to your to the intro here before I start hammering you with questions. But uh, but uh, tell us a little bit about the about the meteoric growth that you guys have had. Yes. I mean, so it's so it's a dirty dose, a food franchise cookie business. And when I was running my solar business, I saw this company and it was a single store location and I decided Anyways, they were, they were trying to sell it. So I looked at it and I'm like, you know, I've never been in food, never been in franchising. I don't even live in the same state. But <laughs> if I can buy this and make it so simple that me, somebody without food experience, without franchising experience that lives out of state, if I can run it remotely, then man, isn't that a simple and good model? You know, so awesome. I, I bought a, a, an existing small business with the intention of taking it to a thousand plus stores. Which, All right. Well, you just answered one of my questions. Let's build on that because I was going to ask you, you know, what was your vision when you first started? So you've had a vision of a thousand stores. What what kind of time frame? Because I want we're, we're going to talk about where you are right now after a year. But how long did you think it was going to take you to get to a thousand? I don't know if I said a, a, a timeline before. Um, I just it was nice going into it rather than I think most franchises probably get started on you know, let me, let me try out a concept. And if the concept goes well, then maybe I should expand to another location. If that goes well, maybe I should franchise one or two locations. We went directly to a thousand, right? Like in my mind, we're going to a thousand. So if it doesn't work for a thousand, then it's not going to work for five, even though maybe I have something I could plug in a band aid that'll work for, you know, up to 50 locations. I'm not going to use that because I need to set up the infrastructure for a thousand locations. Um, our goal right now is at the end of 2026. So we've sold 200 already. Um, so I think, I mean, I think we'll do it. I think, I think we're going to hit it, uh, in just under five years. I think we'll have a thousand stores open in operation in conjunction with a thousand wellness rooms, which is the nonprofit, uh, side of things. So, so tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Dirt, dirty dough, the branding, I really tied it into mental health. Dirty dough means the dough is dirty. So that means we have more mixed hands, more fillings. We have two layer cookies, three layer cookies. What is a three layer cookie? You look at the cookie. It looks like a chocolate cookie. You break it open. Then there's a chocolate chip cookie. And in the very center, there's caramel, right? So that's a three layer cookie, very unique. And then the message behind that is the inside matters most. We're fighting against the stigma of Instagram that Instagram creates and social media creates of look at me. I have a perfect life, right? Well, no, you don't. You're just only posting the perfect things. And, and that's not what matters in life, right? It doesn't matter how we appear. It doesn't matter what we look like. It matters who we are, what our happiness level is at, what our fulfillment level is at. That, those are the important things. So you walk into a dirty dough, you'll see what's on the inside matters most. And the packaging, you know, in the box, one of them says 
life gets messy and that's okay. And another one says perfectly imperfect. And then you see, um, you know, in all the stores on the windows, it'll say, we care about your feelings, right? Uh, <laughs> little things like that. But that's you think the, it's a dentist, a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> that's the message well, that's, that we give off. So, so, so is that, is that, you know, do you think that's part of your, 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 uh, you know, your meteoric growth or are, are your franchisees really um, buying into that deeper, that deeper purpose? I think a lot of them like it. I don't, I don't think that's the reason why people invest a few hundred grand into a business though. Um, and that, and that's not why I did it either. That's, I did it because that's what I believe in. So uh, what a wellness center is, is taking it a step further and like, how do we actually put our money where our mouth is and make a difference in the world? Well, these wellness centers are popping up all throughout the country in every state. And it's an old classroom that you convert into a mental wellness center. And our wellness centers are going to be targeting the population that I consider is not being targeted for mental health. Right now, mental health, you think anxiety, you think depression. Yeah. That's not mental health. That's mental health illness. Just like physical health isn't diabetes and fat people, right? That's that. That's if you're physically yeah. unfit. Yeah. Um, so I'm targeting the people like myself that haven't gone through a depressive episode or haven't been diagnosed with anxiety, but I still see a therapist and I have for over a year, right? I'm being proactive with it because I want to stay on top of my my mindset. So Catching a, yeah, in that's advance. what these wellness centers are. How do you change your physiological state through breathing? How do you change your posture to, to change how you feel? How do you become present immediately through guided meditation, right? What is therapy? When should you see a therapist? Why do you do, you know, all of these, it, it's an education of being proactive, just like we need to work on our physical health every week, if not daily, we need to be, be doing the same thing with our mental health. So that's my big focus on the business. And it just happened to tie in really well with yeah. the branding, especially because our competition, Crumble, is the Instagram cookie, right? They're the ones that you have to look pretty. It has to look pink. It has to be perfect. It's like, well, guess what? That's not how life is, right? Life is messy. Kicks you in the teeth. I don't, but know, what you're take, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> take a bite of one of these cookies and you'll see that it can still be enjoyed, right? Even if it's messy, even if it's a little dirty and ugly, man, it's, there's, there's still a good sweetness inside. So I, I share with you what our target audience is. And, you know, let, So the, the next thing I wanted to chat about is more for other people that are thinking yeah. about turning their, their brand into a franchise or they already are emerging brands. Uh, owners and and they've launched. So, what's been your greatest greatest challenge? And um, did did you anticipate that? Did you did or or have you had any surprises? Um, greatest challenge. I, I don't know if one particularly stands up, but our model is we took we took the cookie model and what everyone else is doing, which you order your own ingredients, you hire your own teenagers, you mix sixty five cookies in a forty quart mixer. Then you bust out the scale and weigh little pieces of dough at a time until it weighs just right. Then you're going to form it by hand. Um, I mean, high waste, high labor, high cost of goods. Okay, well, how do we fix those issues? Well, let's. how about we order all of our ingredients to one spot? If we do, then there goes the need for Cisco, right? We don't, we don't need a third-party vendor anymore. We can go directly to the flyer manufacturer. And guess what? They're going to give me a discount. Because rather than buying 50 pound sacks of flour, I'm going to buy a truckload. So now my cost of goods have gone down. Then I'm going to mix it 1,500 cookies at a time rather than 65 cookies at a time. Two things happen there. My labor goes down while my quality control goes up. 
then I'm going to use a professional baker rather than a teenager, right? Because I, I, I can do that. I can afford a few professional bakers because I'm banking on that. They're not going to mess up the batch and we're, you know, again, lower waste. Okay. And then it, rather than weighing them all by hand, I throw them in a machine and that makes a three layer cookie, a stuffed cookie, um, which not only gives us higher quality control, um, and all of that, but it also gives us a more unique product. You cannot make these cookies by hand. Nobody's ever done it. Nobody, I, I, you can't do it at scale. So it's, I mean, a cookie is a cookie, but I want to make my product different, a differentiator in the market for my franchisees. Um, so, and, and we're investing heavily into this. Um, and, and because our franchise sales have been going well, I mean, we just ordered another million dollars worth of equipment because now we can get more specialized cookies and chur stuffed churro cookies and pie cookies, you know, open face cookies, all these different unique things. Um, but as far as to come back to your question, yeah, 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 what, yeah. what are the challenges? I mean, all of that was a challenge, right? So there's the vision. The, the vision is to make it so simple for our franchisee, franchisees, right? But in return, that means we have to go build a facility. That means we have to hire our own production team. We have to go buy equipment. Then we have to ship the equipment. I mean, all the cookie pucks, right? So now we have to have a logistics company. So all of that, I mean, it's just more work, right? Than 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 we've expected. But man, I'm 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 definitely glad that we made the investment up front to do that because it's paying off big time in our ability to sell franchises, to open up franchises, to have quality control across the board. Um, so I, can't, I don't know if the, I'm pinpointing one problem, but like we've had issues with our production, right? We've had a truck breakdown. We've had we've had these little things. It's just, uh, you just roll with it, right? You learn from yep. it, go to the next thing. Yep, yep. Now, um, have you, um, now I know, I know you've put a, you've put a really, really uh, uh, all-star team of people around you with franchise experience. I tell people that, I tell people in the franchise, coming into the franchise industry, you need to get people with franchise help mm -hmm. on your team. I tell people who are buying franchises all the time, you want to look for, for their leadership teams. Do they have their industry experience? Do they have franchise experience? So uh, tell me about how you you kind of put your, because uh, you and I know each other through a mastermind yeah. group. Uh, tell me, tell us a little bit about how you put your, your uh, all-star team together. So started with an advisory board. I got a guy to be our senior advisor that taught me about advisory boards. So I sold him on why he should be our our senior advisor. Um, John Richards is his name. Probably the most prolific, you know, well-known angel investor in the state of Utah because he had a company that he took public called Infospace. At its peak, it was valued at over $30 billion. Then he brings on, okay, well now we need other advisors as well. Then he brings on... Um, Steve Hart, who owns Property Management Inc. It's the largest property management franchise. Um, then we brought on Jill, uh, who's our CEO. Jill did Maui Waui Smoothies and Coffee. It was the first ever mobile franchise to exist worldwide in 1983. She grew it to just under 700 locations, sold it, started a franchise development company, took on another company, zero to 90 in a few years. She came on uh, with us full-time in December. Um, then I had to get an all-star production guy, right? He took another company zero to 70 million in two years in the food space. Um, so he looked at cookies. He's like, he's running 260,000 square feet um, with a million SKUs. I was like, dude, can you come do some cookies? He's like, yeah, no problem. Same thing <laughs> with logistics, right? Now I need a logistics company. So rather than trying to figure it out myself, I went and hired somebody who just sold their logistics business. They shipped 50 awesome. million in goods last year, right? Awesome. So 
it was just kind of going that and we actually just got another really good hire he was the director the global director of operations for Domino's, and then the coo of a company called costa vida and ceo of a company called swig and he just came on with us like three weeks ago and again i i can i can learn it all or i can hire people that not only after i i mean even if i learned it they, they're still going to know it better than me. So yeah, exactly. let people do what they're good at. And what I'm good at is more, more on the franchise development. Like I love sales. That's my background is the, yeah. is the sales side, the raising capital side, the business side, the entity structures, all of that stuff. And then I let, I stick with what I'm good at and I let other people stick with what they're good yeah, at. Yeah. And you, you have the confidence to, uh, you don't mind, you know, they, they always say about having uh, smarter people in the room than, you know, or you're not the smartest person in the room kind of thing. I don't, yeah. uh, my perception in knowing you, you know, for the last year or so is yeah, that doesn't bother you. You know, you hire people with, well, if you're the smartest person in the room, then how are you, I mean, who are you learning from? You know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to learn from yourself that, you know, that's a, uh, no, if you're, if you're the smartest person in the room, I think you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So tell me what's big. Give me a highlight. You know, we talked a little bit about surprises and some of the problems and you got to roll with it. What are, what have been some of the highlights? Share some of the really cool things that have been going on or that have happened. Um, selling franchises is, uh, again, just a sales background. That's, that's, that's been great to do. And and seeing these brands that a company, you know, one guy owns 85 guys, another guy owns five Roxbury's, another guy owns, um, a handful of firehouse subs and another person owns a few dozen Dickies barbecues or Zaxby's or whatever. And seeing these people that own existing franchises come in and look at these, this model that we've created and say, this is the most simple food concept we've ever seen. That's exciting. Cause I'm like, yes, that's what we're going for. We're going for simplicity, for quality control, for to, to you, to really allow anybody to do that, which is one of the mission or one of the main goals of Dirty Dose to lower the barrier of entry to entrepreneurship and say, hey, here's a business that you can own and the game plan's written for you. The upfront cost is half of the competition. The labor is half of the competition. You never need to mix cookie dough, right? So you don't need to be an expert. So it's just, it's, we're trying to make it as dummy proof as possible. And the feedback that we've received when it's like, yeah, it's been hard work. I didn't think it was that cool of what we've done. And then, you know, we, we see all these other people buying our franchises that own dozens of other franchises and just stoked on our model. And that's, that's definitely been a highlight. That, and, and that, that really validates the brand. Uh, yeah. When, when people in the franchise industry that get it are, are, are the first ones on your, you know, knocking on your door, lining up to lining up mm -hmm. to get in. That's, that's, uh, that's again, for my audience, that's an incredible endorsement. That's an incredible endorsement of, uh, of what Bennett's doing. Um, so transition that you're talking about franchise, uh, you're talking about franchise sales. Um, who are you, you know, you, you've, you've mentioned some that you're looking for, but do you have an ideal, do you have a profile? Do you have a, a geography that you're, that you're, you're targeting to open? Tell us a little bit more, about who you're looking for uh, geography wise, maybe where you're targeting so that our viewers who are, who are going to, who are potentially buyers of franchises that they, you know, maybe they, they see themselves or they know you're not the right one. One of the two. Yeah. But. So our, our average franchisees bought four units. So we have 50 franchisees with 200 stores sold. Um, so we definitely rather deal with people, right. That are, that are getting, multiple units that have franchise experience and particularly food experience. That's the ideal client, right? Now, does that align? And, and, and when we sell, because we're building this to sell, um, that is going to give us the greatest valuation. 
that's not what I'm after though. Um, I, I am truly after lowering the barrier of entry to entrepreneurship. So I can't just say that if I'm not letting a mom and pop person come in and buy yeah. a single location. So yeah. we are allowing that. We really didn't for our first maybe 100 stores that we sold because I wanted more stores open. Now we have seven up in operation, another two opening this week. And it's like, okay, you know, it's we're refiling our FDD. We're showing a new item 19 this week, which looks way better than what we've been selling the first 200 stores off, which will only boost sales. Um, and, and we're letting in more and more people as we prove out the model, because that's what I'm passionate about. Not, not about getting a little bit higher of a multiple, right? It's, uh, am I taking somebody that never thought they would own a business, giving them a business that's semi-passive and has the ability to weather recessions. Mrs. Yep. Fields has been around for 45 years, great American wow. cookie company, 45 years. That's cool. Uh, Jill, our CEO, her company has been around for 39 years now, and she's had franchisees stick with her for 39 years. I'm like, that's cool. That's generational wealth. That's what I want to give people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And that that has got to ring true with a, with a lot of folks looking to get into business for themselves. A lot of <clears throat> a lot of folks are at a place where they don't necessarily. I mean, they they want to continue to make good money or build wealth, but they've already done it. They need more of a purpose, and that generational mm -hmm. wealth is. Uh, I mean, I, I talk personally about. Uh, trying to live with a four generation uh, impact, meaning my grandchildren's yeah. grandchildren. And I, you, I, you've probably heard me say that. So, uh, um, uh, well, really cool. Um, last thing I always ask folks to, to answer is, and you can, you can talk about anything you want, but you've got a captive audience here. Is there anything I haven't asked you about or, or anything, again, knowing that you have potential buyers on here, uh, uh, fellow emerging brand uh, founders, uh, brokers, anything we haven't talked about that is a message for our audience that you'd like to be sure that you don't leave without without sharing? Yeah, I would uh, be very clear on your purpose. So this is general, I'm not speaking to any one person, but I've been going through a personal journey myself for the for the last so so long of like, what am I after? Like I had a company, made great money, sold it. And, and then I'm like, but I'm still working nights and weekends. Like what, mm. what was the point of working hard to get the payday, to have the real estate, if I'm just going to sacrifice time with my family forever, right? And that's when I like hunker down. I'm like, okay, wh wh who am I, right? What are my core values? What is my mission statement? When I die, what do, what do I want people to remember me by, right? Yep. That I had a cool cookie company that I sold for a lot of money. I, that, that that didn't get me excited that I had a, a a cool cookie company that I educated millions of kids on how to be proactive with their mental health, leading more people to more joy and more fulfillment. That that's what gets me excited. That's why I love my job. And it, it really was, I had to separate it. And you know, what is my mission statement? My mission statement is to find joy and fulfillment despite life's dirtiness in myself and in myself and others. So how can I be happy? How can I be fulfilled? Despite life's dirtiness, do not wait for life to be perfect to experience joy and fulfillment. You got to focus on yourself first and help as many people as possible. That's what I'm about. That's what I'm always going to be about for not just dirty dough, anything I do going forward. And then I, I, I had a core values that align with that or that I guess that support that. And then I have two pillars of how I'm achieving it. One is the mental health push. And then two is lowering the barrier of entry to entrepreneurship, which has given me a lot of joy and fulfillment. So like, Take a step back. What do I want out of life? Why do we want to be in business? It all, you know, money's the easy answer. Okay. 
I want money because I want free time. Well, why do you want free time? Well, free time means time with my family. Well, what does time with your family mean? Why do you care? Why do you want to be with your family? I feel good when I'm with my family. Oh, so you're happy. Okay, cool. How about just go be with your family now and be happy? You don't yeah. need the money. You don't, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. could, you can figure it out, but you need to ask yourself those questions to really dive deep into what makes you happy, what you, what you want, what makes you feel fulfilled and, and how to get there. Um, not just the, the artificial, like, oh, I need money or I need time. Like now dig, dig deep and define what you're going for. That yeah. that's, that's my piece of advice. That is awesome. Yeah. This morning in my, in my own uh, devotionals, it, uh, one of the questions was what gives you real joy? And, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you're right. You can make money at a lot of different things and that's not, that's not solely going to give you the joy. And, and I, you know, honestly, I think you're, your purpose and your mission and it is very attractive, you know, I, uh, and again, if folks want to reach out, uh, the best way to get, get a hold of Bennett is the bennettmaxwell.com. Uh, if you want to find out more about, about his purpose, you want to find out more about his, his brand and, and his, uh, meteoric growth in, in this, uh, in this new crazy company he started again, bennettmaxwell.com is the best way. Um, uh, Bennett, thanks, man. I appreciate you. Thank you, Don. We're a wrap.